Chapter ten of the Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part three, by Francois Rene de Chateaubriand. Chapter ten. London, April to September, eighteen twenty two. Continuation of the siege. Contrasts. Saints in the woods. Battle of Bouvines, patrol, unexpected meeting, effect of a bullet and of a bomb. Waldeck's Austrian corps now began its operations. Our attack became warmer. It was a fine sight at night. Pot grenadoes illuminated the works which were covered with soldiers. Sudden gleams of brilliancy struck the clouds or the blue sky when the match exploded the cannon, and the bombs crossing one another's path in the air described parabolas of light in the intervals of the detonations might be heard the roll of the drum bursts of military music and the voices of the hostile parties on the ramparts of thionville and on our posts unhappily in both camps the cry was in french sentinelle prenez garde à vous if the engagements took place at dawn the hymn of the lark succeeded to the roll of musketry and the now noiseless cannon gaped silently at us from their loopholes the bird song bringing recollections of a pastoral life to the mind seemed to utter reproach it gave me the same feeling when i encountered some victims of war among the flowering clover or by a running stream which bathed the tresses of the dead in the woods at a few paces distance from the horrors of war i found little statues of the virgin and of various saints a goatherd a shepherd or a beggar carrying his wallet on their knees before these peacemakers told their beads to the distant thunder of the cannon a whole parish once came with its pastor to offer bouquets to the patron of a neighbouring parish whose shrine was in a grove facing a fountain the curate was blind a soldier of religion he had lost his sight in its service like a grenadier on the field of battle the vicar administered the communion instead of his curate because the latter could not see to place the sacred host on the lips of the communicants during the ceremony and from the depths of his darkness the curate blessed the light our fathers believed that the patron saints of hamlets jean le silentier dominique l'encuirassé jacques lantessy paul le simple bar l'ermite and many others were no strangers to the triumphs of the arms by which harvests are protected on the very day of the battle of bouvines robbers entered a convent at auxerre of which saint-germain was the patron and stole the sacramental vessels the sacristan presented himself before the shrine of the beatified bishop and said to him groaning meanwhile germain where wert thou when these brigands dared to violate thy sanctuary and a voice issuing from the shrine replied i was near Cisoin, not far from the bridge of bouvines engaged with other fellow-saints in aiding the french and their king to whom a brilliant victory has been given by our help qui fuit auxilio victoria prestita nostra we held Batu in the plain and carried them as far as the hamlets to the very foot of the exterior fortifications of thionville the village on the great trans moselle road was unceasingly taken and retaken twice i was present at these engagements the patriots treated us as enemies to liberty aristocrats satellites of capet we call them brigands cutthroats traitors and revolutionists sometimes the engagement was suspended while a duel took place in presence of the hostile bands now become impartial witnesses strange characteristic of the french which not even violent passions can stifle one day i was on patrol in a vineyard at about twenty paces from me was an old gentleman chasseur who kept striking the vines with the butt-end of his gun as if to start a hare and then looked briskly about in the hope of seeing a patriot start out every one there had his own ways another day i went to visit the austrian camp 
between this encampment and that of the naval officers acting as cavalry lay the ridge of a wood upon which the enemy were very inappropriately directing their fire they were too lavish of their volleys the garrison believed us to be stronger than we really were which explains the pompous bulletins of the commandant of thionville as i was crossing this wood i saw something move among the grass i went nearer and saw a man extended on the ground with his face downwards so that nothing was to be seen but a broad back i supposed him to be wounded and taking him by the nape of the neck partly raised his head he opened his scared eyes and lifted himself a little resting on his hands on catching sight of his face i burst out laughing it was my cousin moreau whom i had not seen since our visit to madame chatenay he had thrown himself on his face at the descent of a bomb and had found it utterly impossible to get up again i had great trouble in getting him on his feet for he had grown three times as corpulent as he was when i had last seen him he informed me that he served in the commissariat department and was then on his way to make an offer of some cattle to prince waldeck he wore a rosary hugo mittel speaks of a wolf who had a desire to enter the monastic state but not being able to accustom himself to the meagre fare he became a canon as i was re-entering the camp an officer of engineers passed close to me leading his horse by the bridle a ball struck the animal at the narrow part of the shoulder and cut completely through it the head and neck remained hanging to the rider's hand and pulled him to the ground by their weight i had seen a bomb fall just in the middle of a circle of officers who were taking their mess together the mess bowl disappeared the officers knocked over and covered with dust cried like the old sea-captain fire to starboard fire to larboard fire everywhere fire in my wig these singular accidents appear to belong to thionville in fifteen fifty eight francis of guise besieged the place marshal strozzi was killed while speaking in the trench with the said sieur de guise who at the moment had his hand on his shoulder End of chapter 10